0: Welcome, welcome to
1: Nerdcyclopedia. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us this first time. <laughs> is that the second time? I'm pretty sure it's the first time. All right. Yes. Welcome to Nerd Encyclopedia. My name is Scott. I'm Sam. And we are going to take you through the nerd alphabet, A through Z, and today we're not doing that because it is a... Nerdendum. It's a nerdendum. That's right. Nerdendum means this is something that's come up since we started the podcast and we wanted to talk about... But did not fit into a leather Letter. Whoa. Leather. Did not fit into any leather. <laughs> did not fit into what? <laughs> <laughs> <The leather. laughs> no, no leather. No, it didn't fit into a, le- a letter. And so now we're uh, going to catch you up on uh, what we call a nerdendum. Uh, and uh, just to let you know, uh, you can find us on uh, iTunes, right, Sam? Yeah,
0: iTunes. Um, follow us on any of the social media sites. At um, Nerdcyclopedia on Twitter. on Twitter. Um, uh, Facebook, yeah. um, email us at Podcast at Gmail, and what else we got? Uh,
1: oh yeah, there's Twitch. Yeah, Twitch. You can see us. Uh, I'm on Twitch on S S C Hitch. It's S C H I T C H, and you can come watch me play retro video games when I want. And coming soon to a stream near you. Maybe podcast recordings. You never know what's going to happen over there.
0: Yeah, buddy. And most yeah. of all, get us on our website at um, www.NerdCyclopedia.com.
1: All right, and let's get this party started. To begin this party, we're going to introduce the band. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not really a band, but we do have a guy who's in a band. Uh, his name is Tony Ramirez, and he is in the band Lucky Me. Tony, welcome back to the podcast.
2: Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, right. getting Lucky our goes. nerd on, so I am ready to go. There yes. we go.
1: And also joining us uh, on remote... But in the, no, I'm just kidding. But it's uh, Ken Sachs, who you may remember from our uh, podcast, the main Star Wars podcast, right? I think you were on that one. You're actually also on Episode 8, too. So you're a three time repeater right. in, the, in the Cycle of Family. How awesome. are you doing, Ken?
3: Yep. Thanks so much for having me back. Uh, glad to be here. Thank you.
1: Awesome. All right, guys. So, first, let's go through the plot real quick. Let's talk about the plot. Let's talk about the people. Let's talk about the characters now. Let's talk movie, about the, the,
0: the movie we're going to talk about.
1: You we're, know what? I'm not introducing nothing. <laughs> we're just going to have to guess. I'm not ahead of anything. <laughs> I'm tired of you told. <laughs> no. uh, you're right. So this movie is Solo. All right. It's a Star Wars story, which means it has different music and open and crawl, I guess. Exactly. Is this- <laughs> That's what that means. So, uh, Solo, uh, you know, the much anticipated second of the Star Wars stories, and the first one to uh, feature prominently, and I know the same prominently, uh, a main line character from the original trilogy. Um, That character, and we might as well start here, was played by Alden Ehrenreich, who has a very American name. I guess they didn't make him change it. And uh, he plays Han Solo. And Ken, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you thought of their performance. Just give me some general thoughts.
3: I thought the actor nailed early Harrison Ford for what I thought Han Solo would act as a teenager. uh, Very well done. Um, I did at times, if I close my eyes, I, I heard a little bit of uh, Jack Nicholson
1: <laughs> in
3: his speech, like Jack Twines from The Shining, specifically, uh, just here and there. But overall, I think he had the gait and the cockiness and the the, uh, the, the, the mannerisms had real real well nailed down. I thought he did a very
1: good job. I like him. Awesome, awesome. Tony, what did you think?
2: I'm not sure about the lead character. He kind of gave me a hating Christensen kind of feel. Ooh. And yes, yes. I'm going there. I'm going there. Um Uh-oh. Wow. I did enjoy the others, if we can talk about already. I actually enjoyed Woody Harrelson a lot.
1: Woody Harrelson,
2: super-duper awesome. I thought he did a great job.
1: He plays those sleazy guys in such yeah. a neat way, like in uh, True Detective, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. So yeah. similar yeah. to that
1: kind of like sleazy sort of dude. Yeah, I, I liked him. I liked Alton a lot. You know, I-, I thought there were some times when... He would, you know, like sit down. Like when he sat down on the Millennium Falcon, he kind of slid down. He had this sort of like, sort of almost laid back, relaxed posture that reminded me of Han. And there were a bunch of moments like that in the movie. But for me, I, I guess I wanted something either worth a, a lot more of those or a few less of those. I think he was almost too close. Like a, he he was trying too hard to try too close to be Harrison's Ford. What would you what do you think, Sam? um i
0: didn't really pay attention to the fact that he was trying to be like Harrison Ford. I just enjoyed his like you know cantor and demeanor and everything you know I thought he was a fun character um you know throughout the whole movie and everything um you know I thought he interacted well with like you know the other characters i just i i i if if we're talking about the character of you know him playing i thought he i thought he did okay I thought he did really good
1: awesome. Cool. So, yeah, so that that is who plays Han Solo. Now, Han, as we all know, uh, is from the planet Corellia, which in the Disney canon is a, uh, basically, it is a uh, a dry dock for starships. They build starships for the Imperial Navy. That's what they do. Very, very, very industrial sort of Mm -hmm. uh, town. And Han is an orphan. He lives with a dragon lady who also is kind of a vampire who makes him pickpockets, like kind of Oliver Twist. And uh, he gets caught stealing some coaxium. Now, coaxium is something that's starship fuel, in case the MacGuffin needed a name. It is starship fuel. And uh, he uh, steals a bunch. He pulls a thermal detonator stunt, right, where he says, this is a thermal detonator, and everyone says, no, it's not. And then he throws the thermal detonator through a window, and, like, the light, you know, blinds the vampire dragon lady. burns her up real good. So him and Kira. Now, Kira... Played by Amelia Clark. Oh, man. Game I ask you over. this, Sam. How far in the movie did you realize that?
0: <laughs> I knew from the beginning.
1: All right. Ken, how far in the movie did you realize it was Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones playing Kira?
3: It, it, about 10 minutes.
1: All right. <laughs> I, took,
3: wasn't, I wasn't 100% sure. She's completely different.
1: Yeah, but I knew man. Didn't, it took me all the way until the second scene on uh, Dryden's ship. Tony, when did you realize it was a uh target? when I got here for this podcast?
2: <laughs> which is the truth. Now the whole time I'm thinking, oh, Wow, does <laughs> she look familiar? <laughs> and it's just because she looks so different in Game of Thrones. I mean, doesn't look like that in real life, so
0: it all that, makes sense now. That that smile and those cheeks, mm. I'm like, okay, there is there's really no way you could really miss that, you know. Mm.
2: But apparently, apparently, so. you <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently you can apparently
0: you can.
1: It was, a, it was an ambush. I didn't see her out doing all the the, prom, the promotion and stuff. I guess I was too busy looking at the promotion for Deadpool and uh, Avengers. <laughs> uh, so uh, they run off together. They're a couple. Kira and Han are a couple. They run off together with the stolen coaxium. They're being chased by the worms. I guess they're called worms. I, it seems like a flat name for me. Uh, and they Han tries to do the put-the-ship-up-on-its-side thing to get away from them. And it, it kind of works at first, and then he doesn't make it out of the little thing. So they run away. Han then... Uh, they bribe their way through, uh, customs, but they shut the door on Kira and Han, uh, runs away and joins the Imperial Navy goes to the Academy. He is there named Han Solo because they ask him what his last name is. And he's like, no, right?
0: And, I, I don't have anyone. I'm by myself, he said.
1: And first and last name naming conventions are important in a galaxy far, far away.
0: Well let me let me let me stop right. you there. How does everybody feel about that? Like, you know, if the, the name just
2: how do you how how does everyone feel about it? Let's start with you, Tony. I really didn't expect that. That's where his last name came from. That was kind of a shock. It didn't bother me, but I'm kind of, you know, tilting my head like, hmm <laughs> Okay. <laughs> didn't expect that.
0: All right, Ken, what about you? Uh I
3: I felt it was very Disney ish. That's just kind of what they would do because they already knew it was a mystery. <laughs> no one really knew, so let's make it more convoluted and strange. And there you go. That's his name, Han Solo. It's worked for me. I liked it. I don't. I don't. I, he's a cool character, anyway. So yeah, whatever.
0: Scott,
1: I think that as a meta commentary on the laziness of the writing of George Lucas, <laughs> and that you had a, a writer just as lazy as him. Act that just as much as <laughs> George Lucas probably did when he named Han Solo. So, Han Solo, uh, I liked it because of that. Uh, what's always been weird to me about Star Wars themes are always a little bit off of what the, uh, you know, the Earthican equivalent is, you know? And so I always just thought Solo was just a cool sounding name, right? To know that it actually means, like, by yourself instead of just being a cool sound in a different language is a little bit, eh, I'm a little bit mad on that, but that's okay.
2: That two minute scene could have been eliminated. I think we've all would have been better off not knowing. That oh, well, I yeah. have a last name, so You're gonna be solo. I could have been. Yeah. I could have. I could have lived my life without knowing that, and I'd be okay.
3: I mean, to- you heard it coming, though, right? Your yeah. Imperial officer was like thinking, hmm. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, lazy. That's where that happens. Uh huh. Just like uh, um, uh, the, the what was that story about uh, Santa Claus and Christmas never came you knew How Santa Claus got his name? You know, it was like that thing.
1: I think it's kind of funny that the Imperial Officers just can get to name recruits Whatever the heck they want all the time Imagine getting on that guy's wrong side In the next uh, next 20 years of your life You're known as like Scott Fart Pants you know? right. <laughs> My name is Billy Clown Penis
0: now uh, He had no idea he was naming an icon You know at that point I mean, I'm like oh man I mean Tony's right I think they probably could have left that out I mean the mystery of it by putting the um, actual origin on it brings up a whole thing. Okay, where did he come from then? <laughs> and I think that was it was sort of it was about to be broached in that moment because he he mentioned that he didn't really have um, much of a um, his father. What, what is it? Um, what did he say about his father?
1: My dad worked in the uh, in the factories until he got laid off. Right? He says that later. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but Definitely. when 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 the the guard asked him where did he come, wh- wh- what was his last name? He didn't. He couldn't really come up with anything, mm-hmm. you know. And you really didn't go to any background as far as like you know why he, um, you know, to any of his background, which I thought was sort of like disappointing. And it just sort of bled to the rest of the movie. You don't really know who he is for real, or what you really supposed to.
1: But what is that saying though? You know what I mean? Like it's saying. You don't need to know who he is, right? It's like he's Han Solo because we said he's Han Solo. Now watch the stupid movie.
0: <laughs> okay, that's the meta-commentary. Wow. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I, 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 I put it down. Wow. You know, I just leave it. I'll, I'll just leave it there.
1: And that's Disney saying. Don't let's not act like I. Said. Yeah, I
0: mean, Disney probably could have left that out, and now it just brings up questions.
2: You know, mm-hmm. I mean, in my eyes. It does. The only thing, the final thing to say about that, it kind of made me think, now that we're discussing this, is that I don't know why Disney is doing this, but maybe they're making it so that Star Wars heroes, they don't have to be royalty or a Skywalker at the very end of the last movie, The Last Jedi, where the little boy, well, he's... no, Or, you know, whenever we find out that um, Rey is nobody. For lack of a better right, term, it's right. kind of maybe bleeding all together that not everybody has to be a Skywalker to be a hero, right? Or be of royalty. So mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe that's the kind there of that could be. A, not sure. That yeah, could be a song starting there too. Disney with like reanimated animals singing.
3: Everyone doesn't have to be royalty.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I could see. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. You know, be right there with little kids poor. singing that, like Frozen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, porgs yeah, flying around <laughs> singing background. Well.
0: And Kira sing
1: a duet. Right. One day they're going to make a movie like that, and it's going to be one another the ho-
0: a Star Wars special, holiday yeah. special. <laughs>
1: now, because we want to see the nerd, the nerds melt down. <laughs> Forty-five minutes of Porg's dancing on ice.
0: Oh man! All right.
1: So, <laughs> so Han says I'm going to go to the academy and I'm going to be a pilot. And we cut to some, my whole planet three years later, where he's an infantryman, and everyone's like around him is just getting blown to bits. He runs into a captain. That captain is played by Woody Harrelson. And that captain has a bunch of bullet holes in his body armor. He's wearing something else under it. Han kind of figures that out right away. Realizes these are survivors. Gloms onto him. And then he he tries to go with him. They don't let him. And he gets uh, thrown into the pit with the beast. (coughs) It's Chewie. Our friend Chewie. Our friend Chewbacca. And Chewbacca starts fighting him, but Han knows a little bit of... Uh,
2: Who saw that
3: coming?
2: Well, obviously, eventually, they're going to have to get together. There, I didn't expect. <laughs> and I think, going back to what I was saying about the hating Christensen and overacting, mm-hmm. um, Hans... Whatever... I forgot. What is Chewie's language called? Is there a name it's for
1: it? like his or something,
2: right? Well, that was the worst, worst, bad. worst impression of that I've ever heard. <laughs> it was just like gargling with uh, LaBoris. <laughs> <was a> <laughs> oh, okay. Alrighty. So, mm, I like to remind I just didn't like Han speaking Chewy yeah. language. Too. Right. That, yeah. impression, true.
1: that impression in the movie should finish in the top ten amongst mm. the people in the theater. Yes,
2: know? yes. I mean, I guarantee a three-year-old kid could do better than that. So... <laughs>
1: So Chewie's not uh, a mindless beast, as we all know. He's the general of all the forces of Kashyyyk. Yeah, buddy. If we believe the prequels, which makes some of the stuff that he does later on, like falling into an ambush, seem suspicious. I'm wanting to move on from that. So we are then introduced, <laughs> uh, as Han makes his escape, uh, Beckett uh, changes his mind and picks him up. We're introduced to Beckett's crew, which includes Fanny Newton mm-hmm. from Westworld and, of course, from the Minute crash, and John Favreau, who plays a four-armed alien whose name is inconsequential because of what happens (laughs) I think his name's Leo, guys, I'm just kidding Uh, but what happens in the next scene so that is pretty much going to be the end of the first little honk of this so,
0: okay (laughs) Um, the introduction of those characters I I, I thought they were going to last but I guess not Um, with um, I, I guess it was a lot of production problems with this movie and they had switched directors in the middle of the movie and they were going to do some things and decided not to go that route and ended up doing other things and um i thought it ended up being like a cohesive movie but i can see where like some things just just didn't mesh and didn't switch up so i was excited about like you know the um you know the five-handed guy
1: yeah yeah
0: (laughs) But you know he didn't last that long. No, they they definitely <laughs> they needed a pilot. So you know I guess uh, Han his whole his whole thing was he wanted to be a pilot. Right. You know so they couldn't have him and him, and you know I guess one had to to, to um to um get in there.
1: I guess the demise. Yeah. I guess that's true. They could have made it worse. He could have put on a red shirt like this is my lucky red shirt oh, for man. this. <laughs> that's my last job. I'm retiring man. tomorrow. I put on my red shirt. Mm. but yep.
0: the um just to comment a little bit on the production and everything so far in this movie, I thought it was really really good you nice. know um you could tell that they spent the money and probably overspent <laughs> you yeah. know some things yeah. but I like the fact that they got right into like the action um you know with the uh, you know just going right into the adventure like in the beginning with the the um the speed chase and everything that was like really nice to me um and a lot of the production seemed a lot more practical. Um, especially coming off seeing, like, the Avengers, mm-hmm. you know, you know, so much CGI versus a lot of dirt, you know, with this movie. It was, like, a lot of blacks and a lot of, you know, uh, it just seemed a lot more grimy, you know, especially mm-hmm. there, in the, there in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm.
1: What did you think, and did you think, what did you think about, about how this movie worked to restore a lived-in quality
2: to the Star Wars universe that was absent in the prequels? What do you think about that? I I agree. Well, with that. well, go ahead, Ken. Sorry. No, no,
3: no. Go ahead, go ahead, It might take me a minute.
2: Um, I, I agree. I think it felt a little bit more grimy in a good way. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. a little bit more down to earth, if that could be said about, <laughs> you know, a galaxy long ago and far, far away. <laughs> but I, I liked it. Um. I was stating this before we just started this podcast is that my only thing with Rogue One, I thought the first 10-15 minutes were a little slow building up the political situation what was going on, where this one goes right into the action, which I thought was great. Mm -hmm. It got me right from the very beginning. Um, Yeah, I thought the production was great. All that stuff I thought really worked well. Do you get your thoughts? I I
1: agree. Uh,
3: Very... Real dirty, broken. You could tell the, uh, the inhabitants of Corellia had to basically scavenge to find things mm, to build, yeah. to put together to make their, where they lived, the, the speeders that they right. drove around in. Uh, you know, the buildings they lived in looked like they were just taking parts from the building next door to improve, I mean, the, their own space. Everything looked just like like Rogue One had that feel. And uh, a New Hope, a little more... No, they got. You could tell they were a little more advanced, but there was still a b- very broken, smashed together uh, feel to it. So I think the the whole beginning of this uh, these movies is 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 uh, cohesive. You know, they're keeping yeah. the uh, the overall feel the same.
0: Yeah, they tried to so, do their best to match it up to a, a little bit of the um, you know, where a new hope was. So I, 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 I guess I appreciated that fact. You know, as far as and, that, so.
3: And what planet did they end up on? The desert planet? It's not Tatooine. Did they ever say? It wasn't Jakku either, because I missed what actual planet that was. His name, Severino. They,
1: they captured the... What was it? I believe it was Severino. Ooh. Severino. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, Severine. Gee, there was no yeah. go. Yeah, ah. Severine, Severine, Severine. You know, yeah. sometimes, in some Star Wars Trivial Pursuit games, just kidding, you get that point 0% of the time. <laughs> let's, let's be honest about who we are and what we do. All right. So so uh, they run off to do a train heist. There's a bunch of coaxium being moved on a planet, coaxium, and they've got a line on it. Coaxium. Coaxium. The, uh, the space fuel. Uh, ships in space need fuel. It's called coaxium. It's horribly expensive, I guess. Right? It's pretty expensive. Right quick. Yeah. Is this the first time we've heard of quaxium? I it's. believe. Okay. All right. It's the first Go time ahead. we've heard yeah. of it. Although, mm. you know, the first time we heard about there being fuel on a starship in Star Wars was uh, pretty recently. And we were wondering why they would do that. And it was all to set up a MacGuffin in this movie. Mm. Anyway, so... <laughs> right past that. Uh, so they're worried about... Uh, Infus Nest, who is a raider who may come and steal the score, Uh, they get down on the ship, and Fanny Newton has to blow a bridge, and uh, John Favreau, or, uh, you know, Leo, has to fly the the ship, and they both going to get it, and then uh, Han tries to steal the coaxium, but the raiders sort of get the other half of it, and they can't carry it off, and the thing blows up, and it's a problem for Beckett for a couple reasons. One, all his friends are dead. Not a fun day. Uh, number two, uh, Dryden Voss is very, very, very disappointed in him, <laughs> and very, disappointed. very disappointed. He's just a disappointed man, and Dryden Voss is a, uh, a very, very, very well-connected sort of mafioso kingpin in the uh, in the imperial hierarchy, and he is played by Paul Bettany who was in both of the, two of the big movies of May, I guess. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't really expecting him here,
1: but okay. Nobody expects Paul Bettany. And Paul Bettany does like to show up when you least expect him because right. he's half imaginary. We all remember that. You never know if he's really your roommate or if you're just a crazy person. it hard, be hard to go to school. Uh, so he runs The Crimson Dawn, which is the crime syndicate. And basically they get to hobnobbing about what's going to happen. Han's told to keep a little profile, but his girlfriend Kira is there. Like, my goodness. Oh, wow. You go oh, halfway across the galaxy, and the chick you had a crush on when you were 15 is there? That's got to mess you up. Mm. Right? And then you start thinking it's kismet. It's all this crazy stuff. Anyway, Kira starts arguing that you should give him a second chance. So Dryden decides to do it, and he hooks him up, says there's going to be a big score. You can go to Kessel, get the unrefined stuff. Bring it out, refine it just like cocaine. It's not cocaine, and give it to everybody because it's not cocaine, it's Starship fuel. And uh, although, you know, in a gritty American crime drama, it would be uncut cocaine, which right? is <laughs> <laughs> what a MacGuffin is, everybody. It's just a thing you go this, to get. This is the Disney version. <laughs> so, so they need to go to Kessel, the spice mine, where they mine the uh, quaxium, and for that, they need to ship. And Kira knows someone whose ship they can use, and that someone is. Uh oh. Who's that someone, Ken? Um,
3: Billy D. Williams. No. <laughs> Billy D. Billy D. Man, that would have been awesome. No. <laughs> Cold you, forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it in the under the panel
1: storage bins. Lots of it. <laughs> Drink up. That's what's under one. You don't want to know it's on the other one, all right? So uh, it's Donald Glover playing Lando Calrissian, who uh, Our and I'm just this. Role. Yes, he's just he's out for his own skin, but also his own skin too. <laughs> so you can't you can't fall in there. I uh, I love Donald Glover's performance of Lando Calrissian to the point where he was my favorite part of the movie. How about you guys?
0: Um,
3: he was sweet. He was sweet for sure.
0: Yeah, he 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 was good. He was good. Um, he was well, he wasn't on Billy D, but I can see the 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 um, his Billy D impersonations there, you know, right. just being really lax and stuff. He was good. He was good.
1: You thought he you thought he did a worse job with Lando than the on with did with Han? Is that because like you had a mostly positive review of all Han, uh, of old Alden
0: this this is this is coming off seeing um donald Governor in in his t v show atlanta which I watch um and his recent video how to um what is it this is america or this whatever america. um and coming into this i mean he's having a hell of a year <laughs> you know um but yeah I, I thought he i thought he was good now you know he wasn't so my my favorite part of the movie but I thought he was good i thought he was good what do you think Tone?
2: that's another one now. I like the characters, obviously. I think what I'm talking about is the acting. <laughs> is, again, no. I'm- now of course touching Billy D. Williams is almost impossible so let's just put that right there oh, knowing he's untouchable um, I think what bothered me was the part on the side of his hair because B- <laughs> Billy didn't have that and where did this come from you know well the styles changed you see apparently you know, <laughs> apparently you know, there was eras that, there was, well, you know,
1: it's 15 years 10 years You well, know.
2: apparently like, so you know so it's a long time. New Hope was or you know uh, Return of the Jedi I guess was this disco spoiler uh, mm-hmm. yeah, of course it, was. it but, was 1983
1: you know disco scene was hopping Everyone who just knows the future <laughs> in 1983.
2: So I thought the character, the way that was written, was good in what he did acting, and yeah, but again, how can you touch Billy Dee? So it's almost an impossible feat. Okay. So well, I liked say? him. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I, I felt the same way. Um,
0: let's go. Let's back up a little bit to that. Um, that that are we done with the the second act?
1: Uh, I mean, we can you can talk about this, 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 whatever you want. The, the, this is your the, podcast. The, this is this
0: is our
2: podcast. That's like, right. We talk do about whatever we, whatever we want, whatever, we whatever the heck we, we the, want. I don't know why the train
0: What what does everyone think about that? I thought the train itself was like, wow, okay, that's a nice looking train right there. That was awesome. Um, the train heist was pretty decent. <laughs> 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 train heist was pretty decent. Um, and as I alluded to before, I was just sort of disappointed that we, you know, got so little of like you know those new characters that they introduced. Um, but how does everyone feel about the train heist itself?
2: That was great. Now, I think those all those actors did a great job. Um, I love Woody. To me, Woody Harrelson was the best actor. And, you know, again, there's a big difference between what the character does and the acting. Right. I thought he did the best job out of all the characters that were there. He was great. Uh, that whole scene I thought was great, too. Real gritty. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love the way it was done. Very good. Oh, that you, Ken? Yeah,
3: yeah, when I when I when my magneto trains like go around bends, I want them to go
1: like,
3: <laughs> horizontal to the ground.
1: That's totally
3: how <laughs> of it. Makes so when you're running around on the outside of it, you actually have to pretend like you're rolling a log or something. Right. I mean, that was a great. Yeah, it was a good, very exciting. Too short. I thought they could have gone on with it for a while.
0: Yeah, really? it could've, it could've put up, yeah, it could have put up there. They probably could have stretched out a little, little, you know, a little longer. That was a nice set piece, Scott.
1: To me, this movie's a western, and this is the train heist. Yeah, just like every western's got one. <laughs> and you got a guy who's a, a fast draw artist, and you got a crew they're looking to make a big score. There's a bunch of gold on the train, and there's a bunch of train guards, and someone's coming to scoop the heist, and it's just classic Hollywood storytelling at its best, in my opinion. And also, Cheers, yeah. and also the train was totally. cool too. It was <laughs> it was it like was. not just a regular yeah. train. <laughs> and um another thing too,
0: how did everyone feel about the sudden appearance of Kira again?
1: It was re- it was random. <laughs> it felt a little forced that all of a
3: sudden she was there. Yeah. But but Wait. then then you have to think, well maybe it was a it was that was what it was supposed to happen. Like she was planted there to the you know there's some backstory that we don't know yet okay about why she just wound up there and and right. she is looking all like official in her you know right the little outfit she's got a tattoo and she's totally <laughs> into the system now
1: so. she's totally been to college you know it's uh you know you're hooking up with your high school girlfriend you know you're coming home for thanksgiving boom there she is <laughs> you know? Except you don't expect that on the mafia kingpin's yacht, you know. That's not something you think is gonna maybe the bar down 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 wheeling. Don't worry about that. So anyway.
0: Yeah, she just came out of nowhere. I was like, okay.
1: Yeah, you let's, know let's,
0: let's see where this goes. So
1: this is this is you know, I'll I'll bring this up now since we're sort of at a break here we're talking about this other stuff. Uh Tony and I were talking about this earlier. This this movie is exactly what would have happened if you made any of the old Star Wars expanded universe novels into a movie. It would have looked and felt exactly like this. It had all the same story beats, the same plot devices. I mean, what do you think, Tony? What else was in there that you were just like, what?
2: Um, Well, it kind of is amazing, where if it's a normal galaxy, the one billion stars of how small a galaxy is. (laughs) Because that was the whole weird thing. This big giant galaxy here just appears all over again. (laughs) But, okay. I mean, I could see why, but... um, I guess we're jumping ahead, but this is the first movie where you have to look at all the other Star Wars canon things. You must, which I'm jumping ahead a little bit, and we're going to talk about why yeah. you have to once we get to Act 3.
1: But there was this, uh, this trilogy book. It was like the stories of Han Solo, and he was out in the corporate sector grifting and stealing and running around and stuff, which is which was one of the, my favorite books because, you know, I love Han Solo. I'm wearing a Han Solo uh,
0: yeah, wearing a Han
1: Solo tank top right now, ladies and gentlemen. I came in uniform. I know, uh, but that whole all, every one of those books was basically this plot. It's like you know, he's got they got. There's going to gonna, it's gonna be a heist. There's going to be a job. Han and Chewbacca are there. You know, they're going to be fine, right? But they introduce all these other characters and they have neat little traits. But you know, they're not going to be fine because they are not in Empire Strikes Back, right? <laughs> they're not
2: going to be in the sequel. <laughs> But I kind of figured it was going to be. I mean, he's a smuggler. Yeah, right. So he's doing the smuggling thing. He's, he's a, a smuggler. Say, you know? Kind of a little scar You know, hey, Frank, you know, I'll make a move here. i make a move there. It'll be all <laughs> <laughs> you know? But yeah, that's that's something that I definitely thought
1: about a lot in this movie. It was like, man, this feels like an EU movie. There's like a weird alien that does... It's weird, right? That was not something that would be easy to put on film. Like, you can't be in the sun and you're a worm, Right. Wouldn't be easy to put on the film. That's always in the EU. There's always some weird weird EU. There's always some weird robot that's like artificial intelligence, but the the author has just a little bit of free hand, so they make it a little bit weird. Right. Right? So this robot in charge of a robot uprising, that seems like a pretty EU thing to see. Well, we're about to get to that. Yeah. The explanation for something that doesn't need an explanation, right? Exactly. It's like, oh, my name's Han, Your name's Han Solo now, because you were by yourself at the airport once.
0: By yourself at the airport. Makes sense to me? <laughs> That's it? That's it. <laughs> that's, so that's, you right that's the whole thing. Oh he, God.
1: God. he was another company miner. That's yeah. it. All right. On to the next. All right. So Lando and L3 we just talked about. Is L3 played by Brienne of Tarth? Somebody, does anyone no. know? If it's, it's not? No. She, I have. I thought
3: she was, but she's not. Boo. <laughs> I was like, ugh.
0: It, she sounded <laughs> she really familiar. Who, 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 anyone know who it was? don't know. Uh-uh. No clue. Uh, IMDB. She has a weird name.
1: Yeah, it's like Pamela or something.
0: Um. Yeah, you can go on with
1: the uh... Phoebe Waller Bridge.
0: Never heard of her. Yeah,
1: but she did a good job because you made me think of Brianna Tarth, and Brianna Tarth mm-hmm. is like super strong and hilarious. No, oh, yeah. Uh, especially when she's giving two clean deaths, <laughs> three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Uh, you guys seen Game of Thrones? You'll get it later. You'll you'll you'll, you'll think that's funny later on. Uh, so she's all about the dignity of robots. She doesn't like the BattleBots arena and this bar they're in. Uh, and she says, you're just, you know, they're letting you destroy. You're destroying us. You're, they're alive. They're living things. Um, and then they try to grift Lando out of a ship. You think it's going to be successful because that's how it ends up. And it doesn't work because Lando's a cheating cheater. And uh, Han doesn't say anything for some reason. He could have just got him shot and taken the ship and done whatever he wants. <laughs> right, I mean that scene would have been. A, I mean it would have been a shorter movie, and so then they got to go to Kessel, where the McGuffin, where the money is. They got to get the unrefined money, and take it back, and they do the Kessel run.
0: The infamous Kessel right. run—the yes. thing we've been yeah. hearing about
1: for so long. Yeah, thanks a lot, Neil deGrasse. And I didn't think they made enough out of
3: that. I thought <laughs> they would have built that up a little bit. It just sort of like happened and ended. It's like, and even Khan was trying to get people to say i did it in 12 parsecs no one said anything it's walked away from right? <laughs> Who cares? everyone's doing that i did it the other day <laughs> I've
0: got a Winnebago that can go that fast. All yeah, right. I mean, that sort of that sort of should have been like the the whole like third act for real, for real. You the know, real run. I mean, oh, the, yeah. the Kessel run. I mean, you talking about he, it should have been built up a little more. I mean, for something that you've been hearing for like so long and everything, for just the, for it to just you know happen just like that.
1: <laughs> I thought the rebellion was awesome. The Kessel. So they get to prison. Like Chewbacca sees some other Wookiees. I'm pretty sure that that was tartful. Right? The other general of all the Wookiee armies of Tishik <laughs> at Kessel, right? Two of Yoda's best friends in the whole entire Star Wars universe in one place. Right? <laughs> Which, again, only 100 billion stars in our galaxy, you similar. Hey, let's not worry about that. Uh, I don't know. Th- this is a symptom of, of maybe too many callbacks. you guys think there were too many callbacks, or do you think there were enough callbacks? Where, were you, where are you stand, What do you think about that?
3: Callbacks, what do you
1: mean? Like, on with a thermal detonator thing.
0: Um, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, references to other movies. I mean, you know, previous movies. Uh, and
3: pandering? Pandering? I, I'm yes, all, that would uh, be another word for, but, all for but, it.
0: Yeah.
3: It's a bias I review. Think that, I think it, it makes me uh, feel like they care about me. So they're putting these things in for me to notice. I mean, that... Because when I watch these movies, I'm eight. That's, I mean, that bottom line... I'm eight years old watching these movies, just like I've always, you know, was in the beginning. So, anything that they can do that makes it brings it back for me, I'm
0: um, I'm all for it. I can like I it. can I think that's really an awesome perspective because a lot of people don't feel the same way you do. No, <laughs> overthinking. Yeah, most people don't feel the same way. Right?
1: <laughs> it I mean, seems it seems like there's a real crappy underbelly to uh, Star Wars fandom that started to really rear its ugly head. That's even worse than the prequel entitlement that I feel like I share.
0: Yeah, I, I think I can I can really appreciate Ken's perspective and look as far as that because I mean essentially it's really just a movie, hmm. you know. If you're really that hard up on it, um, and uh, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's a movie, you know. To really go back into your um, self and look at it as through an eight year old's eyes. You know, that's a, that's a hell of a way to look at a movie, you know, and be excited about it. So, I mean, I can, I can appreciate that. But, like I said, a lot of people don't feel the way
1: you do.
2: What does everyone else think? Uh, like, for the scene of the Kesselon, I thought it was great. As the fact that there was a lot of fast stuff going around, the Falcons were going really fast. And I'm kind of looking at it in the eight year old ads also, too. It was just, wow, that's really cool. Ship has blown through there, and it's yeah. wow. I'm okay with it, you know. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't really yeah, it super did. short, and well, I could have. Well, I, I agree, it could have been longer, just because the infamous Kessel Run. But i I thought it was. I thought it was really cool. I was totally into it.
1: I thought that scene was really well put together. I thought them using L three to become the weird voice of the Millennium Falcon in R two D. You know that they say later, I'm like, where did your ship learn to talk? <laughs> I'm like, what's going on with your ship?
2: What What did you think of the callbacks? I'm okay with it I don't think it was Overly done Mm -hmm. Again you know Just they throw me a bone Mm -hmm. Maybe also too If I'm A semi-nerd And I kind of Been into Star Wars But I don't know Every single little thing Mm -hmm. It's a little reference there I don't think it was overdone Okay I think it was enough Just enough The satiation The the satiate Satiate my Appetite (laughs) To wet Right right. To parched Star Wars throat
1: (laughs) <laughs> just a little bit so they go to Kessel they break out all the robots on Kessel because L3 is uh, hilarious and uh, they have a robot rebellion and a slave rebellion on Kessel while Han has to go steal all the uh, uh, Coaxium by himself <laughs> which is hard because he was counting on Chewie's help to lift the immense <laughs> immense immense pods uh, there's a there's a chase sequence everyone's chasing everyone down there's chaos uh, you know Lando gets clipped in the, in the wing L3 gets blown up Although her brain's intact, so does that mean she's alive or not? Let's not worry about that right now. It's a philosophical question. (laughs) It's best saved for a podcast about Westworld or something (laughs) like that. We won't get into that. Oh, man. Uh, And, um, you know, they all get back on on a ship. When they get back up to the top, I thought it was hilarious. They had, because Tarpa was there and Chewbacca was there, so they were just, like, loading those canisters arm in arm Mm -hmm. and, like, doing it real quick. And I couldn't get them on the thing. Uh, They escape. They run away from the castle. Everything's great. And there's an imperial blockade. And this is when they do the castle run. Uh, Han uses L three's unparalleled navigation computer uh to uh you know, to set them up so that they can uh get out of the of the Maw and they do and they get away from the now
2: Imperial blockaded spice no, mines of Kessel. The no, 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 no. How are you right for uh, um L three? It was a good character, it kinda reminded me of I cannot remember the character's name and um Rogue One, that other yeah, the other, um, the one that Alan Tudyk. Played. Cool. I mean, you always got to have a good C three PO. Every film needs a good C three PO, even though he can't be it. But you have to have an equivalent. So this was a good equivalent, and I was okay with it. I kind of, I was kind of expecting
0: um, both of them to show up because they've been in every Star Wars movie, and this was. Pretty much the only one they never showed up in, right? There was a quick
3: scene uh-huh. where Han and Kira are leaving the leaving Corellia. Mm-hmm. In the background, there's a blue Metroid. <laughs> Looks a lot like R2. Is it? Okay. Just, in, just, yeah. just in the background, rolling around.
1: Now, is Looks that like saying. Like... Is that like saying, you know, uh, like if there's one of like three. R2's, or is that like saying, like, I saw a red car. So. <laughs> I'll tell you, that was my mom's car. <laughs> no, I think it was him, because
3: because why not? Why wouldn't they put him in there? Right, 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 right. Roll, rolling around, he got captured by some Imperials, and now he's rolling around, and he's one of those trash cans. You step on his foot, and <laughs> uh, opens up, and you tell you to throw your material trash in there. You know, he's... He,
0: he had a lot of different jobs before he met up with C three hmm. The um the whole rebellion scene was pretty decent. I thought that was decent the way she mm-hmm. you know led the whole uprising and just how that just all of a sudden just came off just like that. You know she just like oh I'm, I gotta find myself a new like um, free
1: the other robots and the robots are like you got it. you got
0: it. I found a new purpose in life you know <laughs> she, this is what I was she, meant she's to screaming do.
2: Rebellion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: got robots dancing right on the um the. the pieces and stuff i'm like oh man this is hilarious here but um but yeah that was that was decent i did the the does is it is it bothersome i, I just the 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 i guess the the light sexual tension between um um lando and um l3 that was just that was a little hilarious to me in the disney movie like.
1: The fact that they addressed it, (laughs) the fact that they addressed it made it okay. The fact that they brought it up directly as sort of like just a funny thing about L three that Lando's kind of playing, you know, he's kind of playing with her a little bit. She's also like onto it, you know. Oh man, I was in the background the whole time, you know. I
3: thought they were gonna like get something going there. I didn't think that was light. I thought that was in your face. No,
0: that was that was very much in your face, and the way he fell over her, like um when when you know she got busted up yeah. and everything during the battle that was hilarious the way now the, the way the way donald Glover played that scene <laughs> i thought that was pretty good you know he he really you know made it believable that he was actually really in love with the <laughs> with the robot um but
2: yeah yeah that was that was that was funny Kind of weird. I mean, I don't know how they would consummate that relationship. I don't <laughs> no, see how that all. could ever happen. First of all, I'm I mean, glad you asked. Hold on, let me plot something. I, I don't oh, know the oh, physics oh, of that. <laughs> how that's going to be done, but, you know, kind of makes you wonder why Lobot was there. It was a dark in, night. You know, in Empire, it's so, a back table. I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> I'm, just
1: I'm just kidding. No, I don't have any fan fiction about that. No. On, no,
2: please, no. I'm going to waste my time another, learning uh, that. Another little bit of dialogue that I don't think needed to be in the film at all. Oh, yeah. that's, fun. that's all, maybe It was it was funny and it was but it was a fun little, but it also it weird. also
1: reminds you why weird. Lando yeah. loves the Falcon so much. He loves that ship. That's yeah. not a joke. It's real. Right? Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing. And then they all go there to you
2: go.
3: Yep, that's it.
1: And they go to Severine, the lab where they process the pure uncut Colombian coaxium into a coaxium Coaxium Coaxium. that will not murder everybody (laughs) (laughs) like explode and there they wait to make the handoff to dry and so they can all ride off into the sunset but Han Han Solo just can't be he just to he's really a good guy at heart and he can't just follow through the deal yeah yeah so Woody Harrelson leaves and says obviously I'm not going to do anything underhanded here walks (laughs) off and uh you know They formulate a plan to get out of Dryden. They go to Dryden. He says, look at this fake coaxium. Dryden says, I know it's fake because Woody Harrelson was going to betray you the whole time. (laughs) And then Woody Harrelson comes out of there and I was just like, of course it was Woody Harrelson. Of course it was Beckett. He told him not to trust. He says, I told you not to trust anyone, kid. and that's true. That's that's the whole thing. You shouldn't have been trusting.
0: You heard that trope so many times before.
2: I'm like, oh man, they're really playing this card. I know. Well, you know, every film always have to have again the you know the Scarface reference. You know, Frank, I never liked that cockroach. I never trusted him. You know, (laughs) I don't blame you. Can't trust anybody So there you go He said at the beginning Don't trust anyone I never trusted him Eventually (laughs) came back And bit him Oh no Mr. Sosa I never trusted him There we go I'm getting everything Sorry about that We'll rewind We'll we'll edit this later Hashtag hate Tony (laughs) Mr. Sosa I never trusted him That's how you know You're a grown up In the Nerd
1: Cycle family You can get a hate Yeah Uh, Yeah Oh, uh, tag. So they so then uh, you know, Dryden is on to them. There's uh some crossing, some triple double crosses, some quintuple crosses, and uh you know, Kira manages to overpower Dryden, kills him. He's dead. She tells Han, I'll see ya. Yeah. Go get Chewy, save Chewy. Chewbacca takes his time, brings him the <laughs> to Beckett's ship. Han shows up and uh Beckett says, You know what, uh, you know I'm gonna and he starts saying, like, you know, I'm gonna kill you, but Han just shoots him in the chest uh-huh. first. Han shot first, and uh, <laughs> And Kira, uh, Kira teleconferences in Darth Maul. Darth Maul says, uh, "Surprise! Did not die when I was cut in half. <laughs> Takes more than that to kill a person." To which I say, "I don't think it does." <laughs> but, but who knows about that? I was that? like, "Why does his legs look so bold?" Like <laughs> this
0: is not how I remember well, him. <laughs> and
1: you see, his bottom mm-hmm. is functionally a spider. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: I don't know if it is or not.
1: Tony, is that true, or did I just make that up?
2: huh. they're spider-ish. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. He actually What's has on? multiple legs. It depends on which you know. Like wearing like uh, a. <laughs> my different...
1: strolling legs, <laughs> it
2: Depends on which comic book yes, you're reading at
1: the time.
0: <laughs> like different pants
1: Bring me the legs yeah, of General no. Grievous. Right. Oh man. All right,
0: so, all
1: right. That's pretty much the movie. Kira joins off, uh, runs off on the uh, the ship. Han gets a little bit of cash because he gives the infant nest or infus nest or whoever that is. Uh gives her all the quaxium and she gives him a little bit. He uses that at a stake in a sabacc game and then just uh refuses to let Lando cheat, takes the ship off him, and that's basically it. They go into hyperspace and that's the ball game. Let's go to Tatooine and hook up with that criminal who obviously can walk. And is not a slug. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And there's no dancing um, Ewok scenes at the end.
1: There was that there was a musical scene in the beginning. There was. And I thought that was oh, neat. <laughs> yeah. The guy that hey, that, dry, that head dry, in the that, jar? That, the head in
2: the jar. Right. Mr. Formaldehyde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's cool. I was into that. Yeah.
1: Mr. Formaldehyde and the built-in <laughs> microphone lady. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, so big question. What does everybody think about Darth Maul just popping up there? Can.
3: Yep, um, I didn't. I wasn't aware that he. Someone found him at the bottom of that <laughs> turbine shaft or whatever, and stuck some new eggs on him. And you know, so I, When I saw him, I I thought, man, the timeline just went a while because now, how old is Han now, really? Because that's all I was thinking about. Like, all right, Han was like maybe nineteen, right, twenty years right. old. Uh, here's Darth Maul as a hologram. Um, Phantom Menace was 10 years before
1: this. Maybe that makes sense, but uh, it was explained
3: to me that in Rebels he survived. Someone made him, you know, put new legs on him, and then he's all right. But uh, Darth Maul is always a great character, so I'm all for them bringing him back in somewhere. That's fine with me,
2: Tony. So, here we go. Now, what they're going to go with this, or where they're going, this is the first movie where you had to watch the offshoot things to really understand. So to really understand, you have to watch the animated series of Clone Wars and Rebels, because basically what happens with Darth Maul, spoiler alert, spoiler spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Anyway, <laughs> obviously, he survives getting cut in half. Um, he goes to a planet called Dathomir, which is referenced in this movie. Um, you know, he goes and has a little adventures here and there. At the end of the day, is going after Obi-Wan because you cut me in half. So I'm going to get back at you. So this actually fits in because I believe he doesn't get his new legs until much, much after The Phantom Menace. So believe it or not, this actually is a timeline where this whole movie is probably... Right around the time of Revenge of the Jedi and right before obviously A New Hope. Believe it or not, it actually fits in with what they, the whole timeline. So Hans probably in this what late teens, early twenties at that point, yeah. maybe twenty, twenty-one at this point. So. <laughs> yeah. But if you have never known that there's an animated series or read these comic books you're gonna be like, whoa! What's going <laughs> on here? <What? laughs> He's dead. What did I miss? Whoa! 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 On sixty years old? You're like, what? <laughs> He's a
1: good looking sixty. <laughs> That's right. He, you know, in, in, a, in a world, in a universe with perfect medical care and back to tanks, he could be sixty years old. I would believe know. that. And they made you know, that the truth. I believe. Yeah. But I think, I think what you're saying is actually
2: correct. Yes. Me. Yes. So uh, that I'm actually not, does I'm fit just, in. But you have to watch these other, you know, animated series to really have everything make sense. Okay. And it's the first film that does that so that's
0: that's pretty cool you know that you know the that, that, that connected extended they use the cartoons to you know expand the universe like that and still have enough um you know enough respect to to represent in a movie because Marvel doesn't do that. You know, they don't, they totally ignore all their TV shows <laughs> um, from the movies. So nothing, you know, that's done on the TV shows matter, you know, as far as their movie stuff is concerned. So it's pretty cool that Star Wars does the exact opposite. It encompasses everything, you know, the whole uh, whole thing. But um, we were talking about a little bit before the podcast about, you know, casuals. Casuals, news, <laughs> 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 non-nerds. You know? This is our but are familiar man. enough with the movies to know who Darth Maul is and to be shocked enough to just see him come back and find out. Okay, wow, what happened? What? <laughs> you know, what's going on here? The people what's that go in there, on? like I've got a basketball. Nerds, back up! Everyone, back! I've got a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool for. Him. I mean, it was pretty cool to see him, though. You know,
1: I would have vastly preferred it to be Darth Vader. Just, just saying that. They just used him in role One. <clears throat> I know, but I don't care. That, being, that <laughs> being the thread and Darth Vader just showing up would have been cool to me. Uh, you know, Darth Mars is all right, but you got to figure, you know, Darth Sidious probably has a pretty decent network of ops on Naboo, his home planet, you know, where he was never sensed as an evil being despite being the great living master of the Dark Force. Uh, so my guess is he'd be all right. Plus, we know he was on Naboo within days because mm-hmm. he was at Qui-Gon's funeral. So a little bit more believable than you think, but to know that you'd have to pay attention to Phantom Menace, and to be quite frank, I'd rather not know it.
0: Here's another thing too: the character was played by Ray Park, who did Darth Maul mm-hmm. in the first few movies, mm-hmm. and was voiced by whoever played him in the TV shows, in the animated mm-hmm. shows.
1: Well, that makes a lot of sense because <coughs> because his his <laughs> Darth Maul's longest line in The Phantom Menace is basically a bunch of karate kicks. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> when he, when he, kicks, he, grunts he grunts it a lot. Yeah, when he kicks Obi-Wan in the face <laughs> and it makes that like, thunk sound, that's the longest line of his in the whole movie.
0: <laughs> um, how did everybody feel about that third act? I mean, um, you know, just the surprise of, um, I guess the trope and surprise of um, Beckett, you know, turning on him and everything. Um, and also the reveal of the 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 marauders
2: the um yeah
1: emphiness yeah,
2: yeah, to them to be you know rebel um well, we don 't know, do we we're infest or whatever they 're called, uh, the leader says, this will fund a rebellion, mm-hmm. well, did Han fund the rebellion like well. Mind blown here, wow They give him mm-hmm. back his own money You know so
1: the <laughs> right before the Battle of Yavin Was that really just the profits
2: from the job he yeah. pulled here? Now the one thing Which I wanted to bring up uh, From the old canon From you know before Disney took over Chewie was with Han In that universe Because of a life debt Was the whole thing Which was never addressed at all So he frees his fellow Wookies. He's kind of torn, and why did he pick on? you know that's that was a little bit weird of well, you know he rescued you from you know the thing, I guess, and all right, but you know, here's your fellow species you know why why it didn't make any sense of what it was there, and they never addressed it. So I don't know if a life debt occurs in this canon. So that was a little bit weird. I wanted to see everybody's Mm. thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, you know, it's sort of explicitly set up so that he doesn't get saved by Han, right? Like, it's explicitly set up that they're in the same position, Mm -hmm. right? And then they come out of it.
2: They work together, not so much that Han saved him.
1: him. He didn't, like, come in and rescue him. Like, I think in the old canon, he uh, saw some guys whipping a bunch of Wookiees, and he was like, that's it. They like, punched him in the face, and they all escaped on a TIE fighter. And that's how he got kicked out of the academy in the EU. Because <laughs> the EU was nutty. Hmm.
0: How do you feel about the ending there, Ken? Uh, as far as the life stat,
3: um, I, I looked at here's Here's what I thought as I watched it. Here are these two guys, Han and Chewbacca, pretty much alone. Um, in awful situations and they came together and immediately they were like Skarski and Hutch. They were literally Starbuck and Apollo. They just bonded. There's just something about them. So maybe the life game, it wasn't really a life debt per se. Maybe it's just they found each other in this big mess of the universe. Mm. They both had this common drive. they both like spaceships and adventuring and, and, you know, everything. And now uh, I thought that, that that's just what I felt. I didn't. really, I really wasn't looking at it like, oh, man, that, how can they tie this up in a nice little package and tell me about this? It just happened naturally, and they were together. And when Chewie got into that co-pilot seat at the end, pff, <laughs> my favorite scene of the whole thing. And the dice flopping at the top, uh, flopping back and forth at the top of the, the, the cockpit, that, that just... Sealed the deal for me. It was like just great ending, good way to finish, tied everything up real nice, just like they did with Rogue One.
1: Yeah,
0: except
3: that everyone died.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice little bow. But yeah. well, Rogue One also yeah, ended with yeah. a with a Darth Vader lightsaber rage rampage too. Let's I forget. For me,
2: I guess it would have been if they would have made Chewie develop him more. That he's a smuggler, he's a rebel. You know, they've got him and Han got a like uh, Jules and Vincent Pulp Fiction kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. That he's really well, a smuggler was, at good heart. Good analogy. That's yeah, really it just like was that. odd he, that.
1: you sure, I'm curious, please.
2: You know, he, he <laughs> saved all of his special Kashikians, and just all of a sudden, no, I'm not going to go with you. I'm going to go with this guy. Right. You know, that was just a, if they would have developed that again, he's really a smuggler. Maybe I, I would understood it more. That was the only weird part for me. No, yeah, maybe we need a Chewy movie. Exactly. I would watch a Chewy movie with no <laughs> you know. subtitles. They're all just having dinner. So, a <laughs> couple weird things <laughs> like you know the Londo and L whatever her name is L3, L three L three yeah you know love affair was weird. That was, you know just a couple weird things. The, that's the that's movie what.
1: the movie Her was made a couple years ago. About that. <laughs> it was a good movie
0: too. <laughs> um, let's stop right here for a sec. Let me, make
1: sure. and then. I don't think any of us have it near the top, so we don't need to talk <laughs> about it. It's not better than Empire, right? Like, we all get that, right? right. So it's a good movie, but it's not better than yes. Empire. So let's, let's say um, the, the movies you think it's better than, just to give us an idea of where it is on the list. So I will go first because it's my podcast and I talk when I'm on yeah, top. Yeah, yeah I'm, a little, I'm pulling rank on this thing. Uh, so I give this movie a solid uh, B+. Plus because it's an enjoyable movie. I enjoyed that it was action-packed and it got back to the sort of gritty feel of the original trilogy. I enjoyed some of the Han Solo stuff. I liked the story of the Western, though, independent of it being a Star Wars movie. I thought the story was compelling and interesting. Um, Did did it blow my mind? Did it change the way I view the world like a piece of art that truly is excellent would? No. But I watch it again, I'm gonna. I'll tell you that much right right now. I'm gonna see it more Mm -hmm. than the one time. I think it is better than Phantom Menace. Definitely better than Attack of the Clones. And you know what? That's it for me. I think the rest of them are better, but I still think it was a B-plus effort and pretty decent fun
2: time. Tony, what do you think? I couldn't even agree more. I give it a very high B-plus. I thought it was enjoyable. I thought it was action-packed. The questions that I wanted to be answered were answered. I thought it was... I never knew that the uh, Falcon had an escape pod. That was neat. <laughs> yeah. that was kinda, I was into that. I'm like, wow, they just shot off. And that's why it's got that little, little nook in the front. But that was cool. I was cool with that. I wanted to see the Kessler Run. I saw it. Um, yeah. I think the only reason I would not give it higher. I think the plot was good. I think the storyline was good. It was action-packed. Just the little weird things that we talked about. And like I said, myself personally, I don't want to say bad acting, but I wasn't blown away by the the acting of Han Solo and Lando, and Lando. thought it could have been a little bit better, but that's probably the only reason I won't give it like an A-. And I agree. Better than Phantom Medicine Attack of the Clones. I put it right in there. I totally agree.
0: Alright. Um... I would say i'm I'm right around the b plus range um yeah it was a it was a fun movie for me. I like the fact that that this movie sort of felt like how the first few movies as far as the- you know new hope and you know moving forward from those movies, how the feel it sort of brought back the feel, you know from from you know for star wars um it was a little different than the last two Star Wars movies we just saw and much more fun for me. You know, Han Solo, by nature, is just a, a more fun character. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, like I said, B-plus for me. And I rank it. Um, I actually liked it better than um, The Last Jedi. Wow. Mm. Yep. It was that it was a it was a lot it was a lot of fun to me.
1: So is it your second then or like is The Last Jedi now your least favorite or
0: I okay. So anything is better than the Phantom Menace.
1: Right. And, <laughs> that, yeah,
0: um, but I right. say The Last Jedi specifically because okay. that's the most recent um, you know, Batch of Star Wars movies that just came out. And if I have to go back and just, you know if if you know, you put a gun to my hand and I had to choose between the two, I would choose this.
1: Hmm. Oh. What about you, Ken?
3: Uh, I'm going to agree with you guys also, I'm going to say a B plus, maybe an A minus. Um, reason for me is that it checked all the boxes when I, when I first heard about this was they were doing this movie. Checked all the boxes. Who was Han Solo? Where did he come from? How did he meet Chewbacca? How did he get the ship? Um, lando how did they meet all these things that they talked about in empire which is all of our favorite movies and all this relationship between Han and lando you could tell it was very like very very uh, uh brash you know they were they loved each other they hated each other why so that that was checked checked off for me um i really liked uh tobias beckett's character because i think that's where han learned how to be a wise guy mm-hmm. how to how to get over on people, how to be a gambler how to you know get people to believe him and betray them in the next sentence that was that was that was cool you saw where Han kind of learned his techniques that of course he refines when he you know, meets up with uh, joins Jacobaba game, they didn't even mention it, but that's where really he's going you know ha 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 uh, his, his lead relationship with Kira, you know Han and Leia was a thing, but Han had to have other women too, so that was, that was kind of cool, so checked all those boxes for me, but I would put it probably Empire as far as ranking Empire Rogue One, Solo and then just throw the other movies down in any order you want, sort my of <clears throat> how I would rank them
1: Alright, oh, well, alright very yeah. good hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about the meta, the situation amount around the movie, because uh, we were talking about Should There Be More? This movie came out in basically a murderer's row box office, like in May of May of 2018, for those of you in the future, like uh, our descendants who will most likely listen to this uh, sometime of after our untimely deaths, or our timely deaths, uh, in May of 2018, and this is uh, something you won't remember in the future one. Uh, smartphones used to be a thing you held instead of something and it in your brain. So, <laughs> that's something that we're dealing with in the olden days. Uh, so, just to let you know that. Um, but also, uh, this movie came out after two humongous genre movies. It came out after two comic book movies. Uh, you know, Avengers, which had a similar sort of, you know, a similar audience. Sim- the exact same studio, by the way, put out both yeah. of these movies, which seems a little bit... Like, why would you do this to yourself? You're, you're cannibalizing your own audience. Right. And Deadpool two came out in the middle, which is sort of like, you know, the guys that you know aren't very nice. Their favorite comic book movie, you know, mm-hmm. and like my, I like that movie a lot. It's not my very favorite, uh, but I think those movies are cool. And then this movie. So it's like three weekends in a row. There was an enormous opening, and then you know, uh, you know what they say about the last pick of the you know, last pick of the trough. That's where the run, and that's where the run eats. Uh, box office is a little under, underwhelming, Hey, eh, Sam. Yeah, the movie has not been doing
0: very good at the box office. It's been doing great for a blockbuster, and you know, i I'm, Disney is not, um, you know, turning away, you know, the money and everything. But for the um, the production stuff that happened with this movie, as far as like them having to switch directors right in the middle of production, which is really unprecedented for like a blockbuster movie. You know, it must have been going really bad <laughs> for them to um, for Kathleen Kennedy to switch. You know, directors right in the middle of production and go with Ron Howard, of all people, the guy to, that um, made
1: Splash. You know, to to to, <laughs> to,
0: to, to ride this movie home. Um, you know, they they spent like almost over three hundred million. You know, to to produce this movie, and they're probably not going to make that back.
1: they <laughs> will get it eventually.
0: Yeah, you know, maybe sometime ten years in the future. I'll you
1: get know? there. I won't get there in fifteen minutes like all the other Star Wars movies. But, but get
0: um, I mean, just reading you know stuff online, um, and, and, and just to refer back to the to the whole eight year old thing that you were talking about, Ken. You know, of just looking yeah. at it in that, eye, you know, in those eyes, I think is really great because. Um, a lot of people don't look at it like that, you know, they, they, they look at the movie and, um, they want, I, I guess they want a lot more out of it than what it, it should have been. Well, as far as in, in my eyes, I think it, you know, it, 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 told a simple story and, um, you know, it didn't really have to go into too much, you know, mythology or, you know, as far as star Wars, no Skywalker stuff. You know, you don't have to to go in and knowing, okay, I got to see all the Star Wars movies beforehand, you know, before I, you know, you go uh, see this. Um, But yet it still didn't perform, you know. Um, And like Scott was saying, you know, it just came upon it. It was it was came six months after The Last Jedi. You just had a Star Wars movie that just came out. Um, Is it Star Wars fatigue at this moment? I mean, you know, that's a, a question that begs itself. You know, should we be getting so much Star Wars, you know, so close together? You know, they're talking about wanting to do this, you know, these Star Wars things like, you know, year after year after year. When the um, the, the episode eight, uh, episode seven, episode seven. Mm-hmm. It was um, how many years between episode? <laughs> the um,
1: it was eighteen months. It was not very long. It was only two years. They're doing them every yeah. two years. No, I'm talking about
0: three. the um, the Lucas movies versus this one. You know. Oh
1: yeah, the Lucas it was, movies uh, are three, three. It's like two 83 it's
2: two years. to two years.
1: I think. Yeah, they're two years now. Um, no, no, no.
0: The the, the two thousand movies. The, oh. So you, you were counting those up until the the span of oh. this movie, yeah. and now all of a sudden we're getting you know Star Wars back to back to back to back to back. When it was just a build up after the, um, um, uh, after Empire, Sh- no, after the, um, Return of the Jedi, you didn't really know if you were going to get another Star Wars. And like Tone was saying mm-hmm. in the last podcast, you had to depend on those expanded novels to really get your fix of Star Wars adventures. Now you're getting them every year <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the expanded stuff is thrown away now. So I don't know. It's a Star Wars fatigue at this moment.
2: I think the reason underperform was these two things. Is yes, my personal thing is that I think they should have waited till the fall because how are you going to compete with Avengers and Deadpool? And they're looking at Memorial Day weekend. This is gonna we got the primo spot, but it's just too much. Just as we were talking before, when you have to spend upwards of hundred dollars to take two people to a movie, you can't do it three weeks in a <laughs> row. You don't want to do it three <laughs> weeks a in a row. That's your rent check. And then (laughs) that's the other thing is we just are getting over The Last Jedi. And there's another Star Wars. And I think the main thing is is that even though there's all this Last Jedi backlash and this or that, everybody's going to be there at nine because we don't know what's going to happen. And the whole thing, I think Rogue One did really well because it was the first one. It was the first one to not be outside of the Skywalker side. Right, outside of the Skywalker So, hey, let me check this out. I'm into it. And the whole thing is this one, in the end, you know it's going to happen. That's the whole thing. Well, he's going to get the Falcon. He's going to meet Chewie. Yeah, they're going to throw in something a little bit, but at the end of the day, I know what's going to happen. So this isn't going to affect the whole, you know, what's going on in the whole sequence of everything. So I think it's just a combination of all that. Just Star Wars overload, <laughs> timing, and just the fact that, well... This one isn't going to, I'm, I'm not going to go online and everyone's going to show me something that I didn't know and oh, wow, because I know what's going to happen at the end. So it's just a combination of all of that, unfortunately. What do you think, Ken?
3: I you know, I hear, I, I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. Myself, I never really liked the weight. Um, I feel like I'm I'm needy enough that if they could give me a new. Decently produced film, um, once a year, every six months might be a little bit much, but definitely once a year, I'm I'm good with that. It's uh, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be around, you know. Honestly, I don't want to expire and not see all of these movies. Like (laughs) really, come
0: on. I'm gonna have to play play some music, you know, play some strings and stuff (laughs) during this. Put some (laughs) strings,
3: some you know. I could have been a contender. (laughs) Could have been somebody, you know. So I feel I, I'm no, I, no. I'm not going to die. But uh, I think I think uh, that that's fine. Once a year, every six months, as long as it's juicy, well done, not smashed together and rushed through. Which I don't think Kathleen Kennedy or Disney or Lucas Films, for that matter, would allow
0: that to happen. So, well, hopefully, I'm okay not. with okay it. What are you thinking?
1: It feels to me, and this is just <clears throat> the sense I'm getting from things that they're pairing these guys up with the, the mainline, you know, no, numerical episodes. So seven had Rogue One, and seven told the story about, you know, the end of Han's story, and seven told the story about the destruction of the new Death Star, pretty much, right? It was a, it was kind of a retread, and Rogue One told the story of how they managed to get the plans for the first Death Star. Um, it feels like Solo was paired up with episode eight because episode eight felt like who was really missing for episode eight that you could really use to smuggle everyone out of a situation where the Empire is breathing down your neck, and who were we missing from the end of episode seven? Well, you bring the dice in with Luke and all of a sudden we're talking about fuel, and then we got a movie six months later where the dice are the now the totem of Han Solo and we're talking about fuel the whole time. Feels like they're paired up and you know, I think that's that's one reason why I think they were this one was at least so close because I think there were definitely some thematic some thematic overarching thematics that went through it, for instance the Dice Licoac, those are the big ones. Um, it feels like what they're doing is now that now that they've essentially established that they can make these mainline Star Wars and do it so competently every couple of years forever and they can just make uh, you know, a bunch of money on it every couple of years. It, it, it feels like, you know, they're they're almost trying to recreate the Marvel universe where they have these movies that are connected together and they all sort of there's through lines that run all the way through them. And they're kinda of doing that with Star Wars. Uh but that, that I think they didn't do it all the way, and that's why I wanted Vader to be in this one, because having Vader show up in all these Star Wars stories and just be a total badass would just tie everything together in a way yeah, that would, would be, be really a, cool—a decent through line. Um, I mean, uh, Darth Vader messing stuff up, always awesome. 100 percent—you never have to ask yourself—is this going to be cool? He's
0: he's dependable. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say he's not, you know. Um, but um, I, I, I guess making these like the Marvel universe. Um, the Marvel Universe is what it is because they have the background of the um, comics to to fall back on. So you can just you know um, pick up on those stories and put them into movies for the most part. Um, hopefully, you know these movies can pick up from what the expanded universe. Even though they dumped that canon, they can add. They they still have a lot of juicy elements that can they, they can um, um, pick up from those those novels. There's just so much material out there that you can use. Like, you know, Boba Fett. I'm sure it's been a lot of Boba Fett stories in, in um, expanded, yes, right? Yes. So they're coming out with this movie now. So I don't think nobody is opposed to having a Boba Fett movie, right?
1: Nope.
2: No. No. They're 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 on.
1: On.
0: Yeah.
2: I just think that this is really going to divide where I agree with Ken. Like, I can see one every six months. I can see one every year. I'm okay with it. Do I believe that everyone is gonna be amazing? Probably not. Eventually I'm gonna be disappointed, but I'm gonna go see it anyway. <laughs> I think what's happening is the casual, the non-nerds, are gonna start thinking, oh, here's another one. Oh, here's another one. And then that's what I'm a little bit afraid of. Is of course, you know, to fund a film, you know, if it's a three hundred, four hundred million dollar film, you need to sell very well at the box office. These are slowly gonna start tapering off, so I don't know. I don't know how long they're going to be able to keep doing it and make it financially feasible. That's the whole thing. Because at the end of the day, we could watch them all day, but is it going to make money? Well, if the moon that stops, then that's it. It's done. Yeah. Which is a shame. And then also, they're supposed
0: to be coming out with this TV show, too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> how is that fitting in? Like, you know, how does that, you know, tie into like the overall, you know, I I I just don't know what their what their plan is, and you know maybe we're not supposed to know, but they got a lot of balls up in the air that they're juggling, and they really got it to um, Disney has to really define its direction as far as where they want to go, or else they'll end up like the DC universe.
1: Mm.
0: You know, with no nobody direction. wants
1: that. Nobody wants nobody that. wants that. mean, yeah. nobody wants you know Han Solo running someone's face over with the Batmobile, right? Nobody wants a moment <laughs> like that. Uh, you know, uh, what I think is, if this is what they deliver to me every year or six months, if it's this movie, this movie, mm-hmm. level of enjoyment, I say every single year until I'm dead, do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, until we see a drastically diminished rate of return on the mainline movies, I think you'll I think you'll be fine. I think Disney's making this movie, these movies for a couple different audiences. The one audience is going to see the mainline ones, uh, the, the episodes, and then see these on on-demand or DVD. You know, that's that audience that just wants to see some fun stuff and, you know, needs right. to be cultural relevant a little bit so we'll see the, right. the big ones in the theater. Then you've got people like us who are just, you know, who are interested and we analyze things and we talk about them in podcasts like a whole bunch of nerds. Uh, and We're going to see them
0: regardless. Yeah, right. Maybe. We're going to see them true. no
1: matter what you do. Uh, and then you have the third audience they're going for, which is kids. Yeah. Just like the tobacco companies used to advertise to kids, well, Disney's doing the same thing, and you got to figure that's the most important audience for them because that's who's going to be watching the Star Wars movie every year for the next yep, fifty years.
0: Yep, and they're they're going to be build, they're building that audience, making sure that they're in you know keep banging Star Wars and everything into their brains because they're going to carry that you know they're going to carry Star Wars you know, for the next 10 years
1: and everything. Imagine being like six and thinking that Kylo Ren's the main villain of the Star Wars oh. series. <laughs> <laughs> He's so whiny. Right <laughs> right
0: yeah. Have um, no idea. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think this movie would have been fine had um, Infinity War and Deadpool not come before it. I think um, you had, you just had franchise, not Star Wars fatigue, you had franchise fatigue. You know, you had Black Panther come out at the um, beginning of the year. Biggest movie, you know, for the past six months. Infinity War come out right after that, you know, a Marvel movie. You know, Deadpool, you know, right after that. And it's, you know, it's it's, it's a lot of money is being spent at the movie theater to get these families to come in. You know, and then this movie comes and maybe they're just tired. It's also ninety degrees outside and as much you know, you could do a lot of other things than actually, you know, sit up in a movie all day. Um and it it, it, it didn't the movie, and for for the simple fact that we're saying that it's a B plus, that means that the movie didn't hit itself out the park. You know? Um and if maybe if you space it out a little bit more, maybe in like Scott said in the November range, you probably would have had a better return on it. Um, and the perspective on it would have been a, a, a lot more different you know a lot different, or just space it out like the year you know the the do it you know every year um you know, like like we've been saying, it, it would have been a lot you know, a lot more decent.
1: It almost feels like it'd be better if they were event movies like uh like oh it's Christmas, you know what that means. The Star Wars movie's out. Star Wars movie time. Star Wars you know. Star yeah, it's Wars. The Friday. Time. It's the Friday before Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know Star Wars movie's coming yep. out. You know you're gonna see it, you know yep. you're gonna see it with your grandma yep. Cause you do it every yep. year. You've been doing it for the last twenty yep. years.
0: Yep. And it's winter time, you it's know. Time. What else are you gonna do? What else are you gonna do? All right.
1: It got dark at four. You're gonna see this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But um, yeah, I mean, you know, to, to, to you know wrap this podcast up and everything, um, I like I said at the, at the end of the day, I think this is a, still a fun franchise. You know, it's still a lot more that could be. It's so much. What are we talking about? A billion? You know, it's billion
1: stars. <laughs>
0: it's so many stories you can tell. Um, I I hope Disney does not get narrow minded and is focused on you know they you know retelling certain tropes. They don't need to go back into, you know, I guess after Boba Fett, they don't need to call back anymore, in my eyes, to, um, to any more past tour stories. Let's start telling new stories that you know the children you know the kids if we're talking about you know try to cater to the kids that they can grow up and be like okay well star wars is this star wars is that and you know kylo ren is the you know the yeah. um <laughs> you know the villain you know uh, that's darth vader that's my daddy's villain you know <laughs> I mean, kylo ren that's who i want to you know see he has a he has a much cooler look um yeah. A cooler
1: look? No. 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 <laughs> Sam's hypothetical son, who's arguing back at him that Darth Vader is not awesome. <laughs> I reject that. I reject that, and <laughs>
2: I am. All right. Any final words for um for everyone? Tony. Uh, yeah. I, I thought it, I thought it was a fun film. I mean, it really, it is. It was just good the way it was. Take it for what it is. Kind of not overthink. I kind of don't know what Star Wars fans want because I mean it's a weird one even nerds where like us where episode 7 was universally the greatest thing in the world but if you really think about it now that it's been a little bit it was a new hope all over again is really what it was and I'm sometimes wondering do they do people want to just know what's going to happen is that the whole thing where the last Jedi the biggest complaint I got was that it was completely off the rails. <laughs> you know, where they wanted Raid she's gotta be a Skywalker. She's gotta be. Yeah. Gotta be, gotta be, gotta be. Yeah. She's not this movie sucks. No! No, 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 <laughs> She's not a Skywalker. So, it's kind of weird. Um, I guess at the end of the day, just take it for what it is. Good B plus movie. Even in nerdism, don't overthink it. And just enjoy it. can okay.
3: These are the days of our lives. That was good, Tony. I like that. Uh, so, yeah, um, just a simple story about Han and Chewie. That's it. Nothing else. Don't, like you said, Tony, don't overthink it. Don't think it's going to be the, big, the key that unlocks all the answers and secrets to everything. It's just, it's just a one shot as really just a little bit of development and then just enjoy it and move on for Oba Fett, which I think they're what are they gonna call it
0: fat? That'd Fat be- oh, <laughs> right. a Star Fet. Wars story. Mm-hmm. I think they need to cut out a Star Wars story. That's kinda of annoying me. You know, does every movie need to be a Star Wars story? Do you have to reference do you have do you have to um
2: label the movie? It diminishes well, it. It you kinda of have to throw Star Wars in there. You got to. But you don't have to that's say it like that. $1. I mean, could you just see okay, coming this, coming in the fall of 2020, that's it.
1: <laughs> you no, know, you just put the, the colon, Star Wars colon Solo, stop. Yeah. Or Star Wars colon Rogue One, Well, stop.
0: I, I guess what I mean by that is that um, I, I think the Star Wars franchise is so entrenched that, you know, by the time you start marketing this movie, everyone is going to know it's a Star Wars-related movie without you necessarily having to call it Star Wars. You know, why um I I, th- I think I think for Disney to, to keep labeling these movies Star Wars is just to keep reminding folks that okay, this is a Star Wars movie. We already know it's a Star Wars movie. So why put why why put it on there? I mean it, it is is my, my version of it. You know, my perspective. Um but yeah. <laughs> that's that's I say my piece, I'm done.
1: You know what I mean, you know like I said, if they make this movie every year forever, I'll go see it. And I think that it's a lot more likely that they'll keep making them. I mean, Solo, as far as I think, this is going to end up being a blip in the radar. I mean, Star Wars is is so entrenched in pop culture, like you said, Sam, that I think that if you gave me odds on, you know, in a hundred years, is Star Wars mythology a religion versus is not existent? I take religion every time on that one. You know, <laughs> um, so you're right. It, it's it's its own sort of you know, it's his own sort of monolith, and I think that you have to have different expectations for the Star Wars story elements, right? You're not going to see as much of the wizards in robes. You're not going to see lightsabers very much. It's going to be something, you know, more more real. I don't. You say more realistic, but they got spaceships and you got monsters right. that can talk to you. Uh, I think that, you know, if if they made Episode Nine. And they never told you the title of it. Everybody that's going to see it would still see it. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cachet. And that's why I don't think it's going anywhere. Not at all.
0: Great way to end this guys. And we thank Ken. And. Tony, yay,
1: yay,
0: yay for yay. being our special guest I'm stars for, again.
1: That was a clap for both of you, of you, by the way. I'm just excited, to, I'm excited to have other people to talk to. I get so used to just talking to Sam. Oh,
0: wow!
2: Well, oh, sorry,
0: sorry. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, we thank you guys for coming on here. Um, catch us on our next, you know, podcast. We're going to be talking about the um, Doomsday Clock.
1: Ooh, that's All right. right.
0: Ooh. You know the new Watchmen series.
1: We we'll talking about that. We'll be getting geared up for our new, you know, uh, scripted series that we got coming out after we're done with the Watchmen. So keep your eyes peeled for more news about that. Um, you also should go on iTunes Definitely. and review us and give us five stars, or, or else I'm going to give you the business. The business. B-
0: Follow us on Twitter and NerdCyclopedia and Facebook as well Um go to our website Um email us Podcast at gmail.com and you know um, and all that good stuff
1: yeah the good stuff, the emails
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright again we thank you guys, um, any last words for you guys? You yeah.
1: Ken? thanks for having me, all I right.
0: love you Alright. <laughs> we love you too, Ken. <laughs> Alright, thanks a lot, guys. Um take us out of here, crazy man.